Hey, this is Leo, and welcome to After Hour Projects, a podcast showing how people have been able to use their own time to get to where they want to go, focusing on the process of creation, turning an idea into reality. Join me in diving into the stories of the guests on this podcast, how they have done their After Hour Projects. Hey, thanks for being here. It's great to have you. Really excited about this podcast episode because this is where I talk about my experience with side projects, why I'm starting this podcast, and what to look forward to in the upcoming episodes. We'll have guests going forward, but now here's a chance to get to know me a little bit more. Let's go right in. I currently work at a bank on the partnerships team, and this means a bunch of things. So the first thing that we do is work with different business units within the bank, so kind of acting like like an internal consultant role and help them form partnerships with companies, mostly with fintechs. Second thing we do is around investments, making venture investments in these startups in the hopes that eventually down the road, their valuations will increase and these investments will also increase along with them. And then the last thing we do is around corporate innovation. And overall, some of the roles within this mean talking to different companies. So getting to see new ideas almost on a daily basis, looking at what VCs have to say, what these companies have to say in the field of fintech. Second part is hearing from the internal business units, hearing what their problems are. And then third part is actually matching them together. So this is the whole part that what this work involves with synthesis. And it's the part that I get excited about of being able to see what's out there, see what's inside, and then find ways to piece them together. And then, of course, there's a bunch of other things as well, including going through all the different channels within a big company to get something done and navigating that part of it. So it's using a lot of skill sets, but it's something that I wouldn't have been able to done without these side projects. First, some of the things that I was able to do, and this is all on the side when I was doing my old job, was the start was around helping a social impact consulting organization that was run by a professor of mine from school. So this is an organization called Social Impact Scholars that connects students over the summer, college students, with mission-driven for-profit companies, their social enterprises. And this is an exchange of value from both sides, where the students get consulting experience and the companies get the students to help them with research-based projects. And my role in this was helping them find partner organizations. Second thing I did was help out a blockchain community organization called Crypto NYC. And this group served as a co-working space and also held weekly events. And my work around this was with community management and also partnerships and a little bit of marketing as well. But basically it was like an early stage startup experience, but just without that risk because this was a nonprofit and I was doing this at the side of my desk. Some other things include helping out with Startup Boost, which is a startup pre-accelerator program that helped pretty early stage founders validate their idea so they could get their first customers. And then with Squad Ventures, a decentralized angel syndicate, just looking to see how the capital raising process was in advising their fundraising strategy for a blockchain company. But overall, these are a bunch of different things. And it's like, I worked a bunch of different jobs in this accelerated period of time. And it was all through side projects. I was bid to do this. The thing is, you might be asking, how did I do all of this? And the answer around this is, it was a combination of chance and also leveraging what I was able to do and was just always like interested in thinking about. First, starting out af- after graduating college, I worked in a rotational program at the same bank I'm at right now. And just tracing back the steps behind it, 
It first started when I was in high school, when I learned about electronics and just really wanted to keep up with the latest developments with smartphones. So this is around the time when the first iPhone came out, and then I got an iPod Touch, learned how to jailbreak it to get those free apps, and then just figured that I can do this for other people as well and make some money around that. But then not just do that, but also resell electronics, buying something that was cheap from the students and then reselling them on eBay or Craigslist for some more money. And I did this in college as well. But there was this reselling where I found that, hey, like I can actually take something, make it a little bit better and then sell it. So I decided I wanted to study business, but then I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do within business itself. So I chose to do finance because it was the best major in my college. And so that's how I ended up at NYU and studying finance. Just coming out of school, I didn't exactly know what stuck out within these professional jobs. So in this rotational program, I got the chance to work across three different groups, which were first in product management, which was more for trade systems. Second was in operations, doing some of the day-to-day activities that were involved in the asset servicing business. And then lastly, relationship management, helping to support the team that supported clients, managing the accounts. After that, I placed full-time, and the role I picked was within relationship management because I thought that it was a client-facing team and that it would have that faster career progression. Just landing in that full-time placement, even just a few weeks in, I realized that this wasn't something that I wanted to really work towards. I could see myself progressing, but it just didn't seem like that path for me. And so there was that gap. I was thinking at that time, where should I go? And some of the things I was thinking about included first looking at investment banking. But the problem with that was that these roles, a lot of them required full-time experience. So people who either did summer internships and got accepted for the full-time offer and are now there, or people who had prior experience, or even just in the role that was more technical. So I didn't know if that was for me. Second one was looking at startups. And the concept of startups sounded really interesting. You could work at a small company, you can do a lot of cool things, but the question was, what role would I fit in from there? So I looked at just all these different roles and it felt overwhelming, thinking about roles such as product management, business development, customer success, operations, but I just didn't know where my skill set really laid, so like, didn't know which one to pick, and forget about technology as well, because tried learning a little bit about that, and it's just, there were so many things, so many directions to go into. So I had this gap where I was in my current job and it was a decent corporate job at a big company, but it wasn't in the role that I was advancing in, knew where my skill set was, or was excited about doing the particular work because talking about bank operations and how we can solve these problems for clients, it wasn't really the most exciting thing for me. This brings me to the opportunity about how I was able to develop my skills with these side projects. And this is just by chance, when I was catching up with the professor of mine, the one who was running Social Impact Scholars, just one month after I was in my full-time role, after that year-long rotational program. We were just talking. I kept in touch with him because of my interest in social enterprise that started since I was a freshman in college, where I worked on this research report around electronics waste, about how we can create businesses to solve environmental problems. And the topic I talked about was electronics waste old electronics, a lot of them end up not being used, and then they end up getting sent to landfills. So this was an effort to see if we can even ship them for free to other countries where people can use them. That didn't turn into a business idea, but my interest in this just kept going. 
So from freshman year being a participant in the program to sophomore year being a mentor in the program, it just sounded exciting. So when my professor mentioned the organization that he worked on and that he was the one who brought in the companies for the year before telling me about what project systems were working on and that he could use some help for the next year, he gave me the opportunity to help him out, to help him find those companies. And so I made that commitment. And it wasn't something that was super hard for me because I realized that I had that free time and this sounded really interesting to me. So this is a good cause that I wanted to advance and I want to see what I could do. The process of actually doing this was something about going through a new experience, but going through something where I just got so much out of it. And the breakdown on how this went was breaking down into first part about research. So looking at what companies were out there, which founders were out there that were running companies that were mission-driven social enterprises. And the way I found out about these companies a lot of times was just going on LinkedIn, talking with people I knew and asking if they knew anyone, or even going on websites where these companies would get awards. And there was one website where they actually listed the emails of the people that got these awards. So it's pretty easy to get contact to them. So that, was, that went pretty well. Second part around this was in outreach, actually crafting the messages to send to them, explaining wh who I was, what this organization was about, and then what could be expected about this collaboration, about this partnership. And it was creating those emails and then sending them out. So there were times when people didn't respond, but of the people who did respond and of the people who I followed up with and got, got responses from, I then had those meetings, which was the third part. And this is the time when I was signing them up. So explaining to them in person what this was, answering any questions, and getting those partnerships done. This went pretty well, and it was just that process that just built off the previous steps. So the better I was able to find the organizations to reach out to, and the better I was able to craft those messages, then the better those meetings ended up going because they had the information that they needed a lot from those emails themselves. And this is something that I definitely wouldn't have been able to do in my current job, given my level as someone who was pretty junior and wasn't exactly client-facing at that time. So doing something outside of work let me build those skills. But what re really resulted from this was getting those results of being able to find eight companies for social impact sellers to work with during that summer. And this is done over the fall months. So getting those companies signed up and keeping them engaged, working with them on the scope of the project, and then sending it out for them to start during the summer with the students. This taught me what the field of business development was, of partnerships, because going into this, I didn't know what this really meant. It sounded pretty cool that, hey, this organization can help out these companies by having students work with them. And then the students in return, they get work experience, which is really valuable in terms of developing that consulting skill set that they can further leverage during their summer internships at consulting firms when they are further along in their college career. This results showed me what partnerships was in terms of what this mix of work involved, of looking at first strategy, of determining what's going on, what to do, then actually doing it, which is sales around execution, of sending those emails out, of booking those meetings, and then doing those meetings. And then the last part is relationship management, partner management, of keeping track of what these deals were and then making sure that they were engaged throughout the whole process. Those results gave me the confidence to look at roles that were specifically focused on business development. Crypto NYC involvement just came right after that. 
So I've helped social impact scholars, was able to get those companies on board. And then right after that, I got pretty interested in the blockchain space. And I wanted to get further involved. So not just going to events as someone who was really an enthusiast, but someone who could help out an organization. And so I came across Crypto NYC by looking at meetup.com, found that they were pretty interesting, like the mission, went to an event, and then started engaging with the founders there, and eventually found myself as someone who was helping out the team. What the culmination of all this came out to be was the end state. So I knew that I wanted to go into a full-time role that was related to partnerships. And the way I did this was through a mix of different avenues where I would interview for specific roles. So first I looked at blockchain roles, uh, roles in blockchain companies that were focused on partnerships. Then looking at generalist roles. So consulting roles, because these are roles that could lead into partnerships. And then lastly, specialist roles. So ones looking at business development at startups, because those could also lead into partnerships. And the reason why I did all three and did all of them at the same time was really that I realized that my career was something that would be a marathon rather than a sprint. So if I didn't get anything that was in this end state right in the beginning, I thought it would be fine because a lot of times it would be pretty hard to get a role straight out of bat. But then what ended up happening was I did get a role that was directly related to partnerships and actually got promoted too. So it worked out pretty well, but it was really a process of continuing, of pursuing amidst rejections keeping on going, adjusting strategy, but also just continuing to doing these daily activities to put myself out there and also build those skills. All I said just then was really a logical breakdown, a methodological way of making sense of everything. But what was it really like? The way I summarized this was actually, it was completely unexpected. So not just from getting skills out of helping advance causes I felt strongly about, but also just some things that I never really thought I would be able to do. So just meeting all the interesting people, whether it be in the blockchain space or the social impact space. One example is really just someone I met from social impact scholars, one of the founders that we work with, who was a DJ turned into a designer and created a bracelet that doubled as a tote bag. So helping to save the environment by reducing those plastic bags. And you know with New York right now that the plastic bags are being banned. So this is something that I believe should really pick up. Then meeting another founder of a firm, of a social impact focused design firm, and getting invited to his dinner parties that he hosted. And so being able to connect with him even after the program ended, and also just meeting some pretty interesting people from there. And then just not to mention the different conferences I go to in the blockchain space, and just seeing that there were people who came from all walks of life, just applying what skills they had built up before, just in this new space, in the blockchain space. This was also just getting to step out of my comfort zone and doing things that I wouldn't have been able to do in my current job, such as giving me the autonomy to be able to just do different things and act independently to just do whatever it takes to advance whatever we needed to do at that time. Something that really stuck out was helping to organize this event that connected different companies within our community to investors. And I was able to actually kick off that presentation, which is something that I've never done before in a corporate manner. So just getting that experience and also then be able to leverage that during my current role right now, where I actually do lead some of those meetings. This public speaking aspect actually further expanded too, because public speaking was actually something that I was not, I would, I wouldn't have called myself good at. I still have a lot, a lot to work on right now, but it was something that during school, I actually didn't really get good grades on. 
now just imagine someone who didn't do that well in school in that topic, but is speaking at events, is helping to lead meetings and talking in some of these meetings right now at work. But I've had that experience before in talking with different founders, whether it be in social impact or the blockchain space. So really knew what I was doing then. So that was really a valuable takeaway. And a pleasant surprise that happened was actually, there's one time when I was called to speak just really briefly about something at a student hackathon. But because one of the panelists couldn't make it, I became the backup panelist and was able to speak on my first panel on community management within the blockchain space. And that was something that I was actually able to talk about because of the work that I did with CryptoNYC. And it was a pretty important topic back then about the importance of developing an engaged user base to help support that project. But even with all these things, it was something that was to be expected was actually putting the time. And that is coming back from work and then logging in, sending out those emails, doing the research during the nighttime, and having those meetings after work, whether it be going to them, having it over the phone, doing it before work in the morning or after work. Then with Quebec NYC, it was coming in back home after and going to the office again, but this time a different office, to the Crypto NYC office, whether it be to help out with the events or just work on some stuff, some infrastructure, meet with some members of the team. It was actually just going in and putting in that work. The thing is, though, it didn't feel as much like work because it was my interest that was driving me from this. And just going back from my high school days again, I wasn't really ever a technical person but was someone who was willing to do some of those tinkering around to get that end goal. So whether it be doing something like rooting an Android phone, so unlocking some of those capabilities that are currently locked on the phone to let you control some different things, jailbreaking iPhone, installing different types of software on a computer. I was able to just learn a lot from that. Upgrading my laptop from a hard drive to a solid state drive. Now all laptops basically have solid state drives to make them faster. That was tinkering around, but this time with Crypto NYC especially, just learning these different systems, such as Zapier for automation, Trello for project management, all this was just so much learning and being able to just fiddle around in a really fast way to just keep building. And that's where a lot of the takeaways of experience came from. This is actually pretty fun for me. I mean, it's still tiring, but the question was that, like, what else would I have been doing during that time? Like... I had my work, then I had my free time, but that I didn't really even think like at that time that there was that much more productivity to be done. And it was way better to actually be working on something rather than be stressing about what to do next, things like that. And I mean, things actually got pretty difficult, stressful when I was trying to do both helping out with some organizations and interviewing at the same time. But then I knew that that was also something that was temporary. The takeaway here is really about how to just use your time to get to where you want and ideally work on something that you're interested in. This now brings me to why I'm starting this podcast. And it's really because I've gotten a lot out of side projects with them having provided me experiences I never thought I'd get, people I never thought I would be able to meet, and ultimately direction in where to combine my skills and interests in at work. Now, this is an expansion of the story from mine into those of others, to show what they have done to get to where they want to go. And now, to really wrap up my section, I just really want to talk about the topic of career development. And my story was really just getting started with something, and then things falling into place. 
this is something that is unique to me, but I believe that there's a lot that can be extracted from it. First, with social impact scholars, it was supporting a cause that I believed in. And so something sounded pretty interesting, and there was an opportunity to get involved, so I got involved. It doesn't have to be working with an organization, because there's many ways to get involved in working on something of your own, and then sharing it to then get opportunities, whether it be building something, building a website around that, writing blog articles about it, speaking with people about it, because there's other people out there who are also interested in it. And then when you find that point of connection, I think a lot can happen from there. In terms of career development, though, I think that career development is something that I originally thought to be linear. Something like having intern investment banking, just going from analyst to associate, vice president, director, managing director, just keep building up from there. But I realized that there's just so many different frameworks out there too. And as I said before, that one's career is a marathon, not a sprint. So if you don't get that dream role that you have immediately, that it's completely fine. And it's about trying things out. And it's through side projects that you can really try those things out. Because for example, if you go from a generous role to a specialist role, that's when you're making that commitment. You're making that focused effort to concentrate on something. So it can be going from consulting, where you're employing a bunch of different skills, such as project management, risk management, strategy, using those, and then going into something like pure strategy at a company, maybe at an emerging technology company, at a startup. But then there's people who can go from consulting into something like customer success to be really strategic about how to make clients happy. It just all really varies on one's personal skill set. And I think that finding that skill set, finding that thing that you're good at can really just set you apart from other people. And the way to do that is by trying. What I hope to do is by speaking with others and hearing their stories to uncover the process of change, of actually getting started, making that decision to actually execute on something and then making sense of all that happened afterwards. What I want to get out of this is then patterns and thoughts and actions to see what are some things, what are some common themes that people are thinking about related to actually deciding on what to do? What are some things that they've had to overcome? This starts with my own path, but then now it expands into sharing learnings from others. What you can look forward to. Look out for more episodes to come, diving into the stories of each guest, of the paths they followed, and understanding how something has started. What's possible can really be formalizing a hobby, advancing one's career, starting a business, or just anything else. What did it take to get everything done? What are some of the commitments and what changes had to be made? What was the right balance? We'll cover that and more on the next episodes of After Hour Projects. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of After Hour Projects. For show notes and more, visit www.afterhourprojects.com slash podcast. You can find all episodes there, as well as on Spotify, Apple Music, or your preferred podcast service. Make sure to give the podcast a like, subscribe, and I'll see you on the next episode.